0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast presented by Popped Off, where myself, Andrew Nimsgren, James Graham, and Dylan Beale. All go through each and every episode of the Demon Slayer anime, alongside its character lore and so much more. How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing good. These are some good episodes. I'm excited to talk about them. I feel like we're finally getting like the story, like it, like it's a good formation of like the story and like the villain of the series. So I'm excited.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I I really like the conclusion of this fight. So it's it's like it's nice that like. I know we praised or didn't praise two episode fights like earlier in the uh in the in the series or in the podcast, but I don't know. I think they round this one up real nice. And
0: I don't think that's not something we need to hang on. I just made that comment last episode because it was funny. The literal previous episode, we said, "Oh, they didn't do any of these fights," so it was good. Like I, I don't. I'm not against two episode fights because, like you said, this was an actual good two episode fight. But we're not gonna hear it. To talk about that quite yet, we need to get to the recap and all that, but before we do that, we do our
1: fun roll. we start off each and every episode with. Yeah, make sure you tell your friends about us, and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on.
2: Yeah, and without the long pause, um, if you have any suggestions for uh, segments that we should add to the show, or any questions, concerns, comments, all that good stuff, hit us up on Twitter at popped underscore off, or email us at contact at poppedoff.com.
0: But let's start the recap of episode 7, titled Muzan, I am never saying his last name again. Tanjiro leaves Nezuko to protect Kazumi and the human girl from one of the three demons, while he jumps into the black water to deal with the other two. Inside, it's a black, swamp-like water, but eventually, using his water-breathing technique, he created a whirlpool that destroyed the two demons. Nezuko continues to beat down the demon above, um... With it talking about how she must have gotten a huge amount of blood from him to become so powerful. And when him, it's referring to an external him who we know now is Muzan. I just want to make that clear and it wasn't actually referring to the other demon. Um, Nezgo continues to beat down on the demon. Um, However, with her lack of fighting experience, she starts to become predictable. And the demon starts to take over the fight. We learn that Nezgo doesn't quite have the same regeneration powers or they're not quite as quick as the other demon. Um, And Tanjiro eventually surfaces, however, and then takes down the final demon. Tanjiro orders a demon to tell him everything it knows about Muzan, but the name is so terrifying that it attempts to do a suicidal attack rather than share any information. And Tanjiro kills it. Nezuko returns to her box and Kazumi is in shock and shouts at Tanjiro after Tanjiro tells him to begin moving on from his uh, fiance's death so quickly. After Tanjiro hands him Sakado's hairpin, Kazumi starts to realize that something um, that Tanjiro must have gone through something similar and begins to apologize. And Tanjiro begins to leave town. As he's leaving town, his crow lands on him and tells him that his next mission will be in Asuka, Tokyo. Uh, Tanjiro um, finds Tokyo's size incredibly overwhelming, and the fact that they had electricity doesn't really help him that much. So he goes to hang out in the park and gets some ramen. Um, while in the park, Tanjiro catches move on scent and chases it down, leaving Nezuko behind. He locates Muzan in the middle of a busy street and as Tanjiro is about to draw a sword on him, he realizes that he's with a woman and a daughter that was calling him daddy. He begins to realize that both of these women are um, human rather than demons and that they don't appear to know that he's an actual demon. To distract Tanjiro, Muzan casually slices the neck of a man he's passing by and turns him into a demon. And that is where this episode ends. And again, we've met... Muzan, who we learned so much about earlier on this episode and even the previous episode. We saw the end of a fight with, again, I know we, last week we learned your coolest move. I think this is an incredibly cool water breathing technique, James. It's pretty dope. But, yeah, absolutely. Especially in the water, too. Like, I don't think it's something that really works anywhere else outside of pure water, but I think that's part of what makes it so cool. Mm.
1: So I, I, have a, I have a thing. So this might lead into our, our old argument of whether or not they see the water or not. In this scene, when he uses the water breathing technique, we don't see any stylized water. Because he's in water. Does that, the, it, that does means, that mean? That means you does,
2: see the water. That means they does, see the water. Does that mean water. you
1: see the water? Yeah. Then, then. You're already seeing the water. No, but it's a different type of water that we're seeing. We're seeing normal water here. And then normally, it's like that stylized water around him. So does that mean we always see water? And because he's in water, we're not seeing any new water? Is that what that means?
2: That's exactly what it means.
1: But no, no, but, but but when he's not in water, do people see some weird stylized water? They or do see, they see? No, they don't see stylized water. They see water. the
2: stylized water, dude.
1: Why is it stylized? Why is the water not stylized in this?
2: The same goddamn argument I used the last time because it's anime. <laughs> you,
1: you can't just say, you has to be grounded in something. You can't hand wave it away with anime.
2: I can't. I just did. That's all it is, dude. That's it.
0: All right. Let's at least save this for a little farther into the episode before we go down this rabbit hole for another twenty-five minutes. Um, let's let's go back to the talk about the actual episode outside of this one part. So, like you said, James, this fight came to a fun end, especially with the Muzan part as well. What I'm assuming really, yeah, kind of made your attention about this. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, like it does. Like we get that more world building. We like we learn about the uh, the big bad, uh, which is kind of nice. So, and we figure out like. What not only like do we kind of we like we learn stuff by him by learning nothing by him because like the demons are so ter- terrified to talk about this dude that like that's how like all powerful he is right then we get a nice little cutscene back to like the demon being taken over or not taken over but like turned by uh muson is it muson is that the yeah muson muson yeah 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 so um yeah that, like that's the part I like about it is like you you get that like that very ominous kind of build up that you really know nothing about other than this guy's like terrifying
1: yeah so at this point like what's revealed to us it can be assumed that he has made basically all the demons we've seen i mean that that, that could be the assumption we can make right that was
0: kind of confirmed last week too that he was that um Kodaki said that he's the only one known to be able to create other demons right now
1: yeah but like it's it's still i think settling in because then that's like a I don't know. That's like a big revelation because that's like everything always ties back to him, which is like, yeah, he really is like the big bad guy, like in that case. Which I don't know is kind of cool. He's uh, he looks very stylish. Uh, looks yeah. maybe something like a like a famous uh pop sensation, a yeah, little bit, a little maybe bit. a little bit too much. I mean, Who knows?
2: Might have some in, like incredible resemblance to you know a certain you know revolutionary artist. Who knows, right? Like.
0: Are you guys going to say the name or just keep dancing dancing
1: around yeah. like ballerinas?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just gonna keep, yeah, I'm going to moonwalk it's past fun. this one and just we're going to go on to the next thing.
1: Um, also, I, I thought it was really cool when they like show up to Asakusa and it's like, oh, here's a cool like because we talked a little bit about the time period and stuff um, the other episode. Uh, so it's kind of cool to be like, oh, here's like a big city and like here's him reconciling with the fact of he's like a small town boy in a city and he's like this is too much for me i can't handle it where's my udon
2: i'm
0: just a small town boy
1: all right veto i'm sorry that, Vito. I, I, had to, Vito. I had
0: to do that that's all i heard when you said a small town boy so i, I just had to get that out um but before we actually get into the city i i do agree that's a really cool point but there is something that kind of uh chronology in the episode that happens we learned that demon was talking to nezgo about she's so powerful, because she must have got so much blood from Muzan. So, this was a new kind of world element that right now, before we knew the only way to get more powerful was to get, was for the demons to eat other humans. This demon was saying, You must have gotten so powerful from getting blood from Muzan. So, we learned that there's some kind of um, relationship that not only he can turn people into demons, but also he has the ability to make demons stronger we don't know if it's instantaneously we don't know if it's over time or anything kind of like that but we do learn that they he has that ability to just instantly kind of put him on steroids as well which
1: totally makes sense because like some of the like i don't want to say feral demons but these like demons who are just like a kind of brain dead so to speak who just attack and stuff we can assume that they got just a little bit of 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 blood and then kind of let go and some of these more complex demons who have, like, blood arts and stuff like that, we can assume probably have more, right?
0: Um, I don't know if you can always make that assumption, but yes. Uh, yes, to the point that, yeah, the more, like, I think that's kind of setting it up in my eyes. is like, oh, like, the mini-bosses are probably going to have gotten a lot of blood from Muzan. <laughs> it's kind of how I read that. It's like, yep, oh, the really powerful demons got a lot of blood from Muzan. Is that how you kind of took that, James?
2: Yeah, I mean, see, like, I actually, like, I interpreted it, like, a totally different way the first time I watched it through. And now, like, I'm like, oh, wait a second. Maybe maybe I was looking at this wrong. Because the first time where the two of them are traveling as a pair, I assume the demon meant she got a lot of blood from Tanjiro. And that's why she's strong. Because, as we know, demons te- typically, their power level is typically, like, Dictated more or less by the the amount of um, that's
1: that's what I thought at first too, but yeah. I think because because I think what Andrew is saying is also valid. Yeah. Oh so yeah. No, no, I, no, no, both of these might be true, but that scene might be a little different.
2: Yeah. Because like I mean like we do learn like later in the episode kind of how potent he is, right? But at the same time, or yeah, later later on. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Later on. Later on. Later on. Yeah. 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 Um. But like I mean, yeah, we like that's just kind of how I did it from the information we were kind of given. So I didn't really know what to kind of take from it. Now that, now like, cause again, now that you guys came up with this theory, I'm sitting here like, wait, shit, did I like, is that, is that wrong? But yeah, I think it can maybe open to interpretation. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, I guess I I always took it as for like demons. It's not as much the blood that makes demons stronger. It's the actual eating of people. I don't know if that's the blood within them, but like, we saw in the woods at the final selection that that he do- just straight up like I didn't I don't treat them as vampires like no I think they'd sit down and like eat as like and there's always blood splatterd it's not like they're careful with the blood when they're eating people yeah like the demon even in the cabin was just eating the human so I always took that as like demons don't directly get it from the blood I think that's probably part of it but it's also kind of what's yeah, actually yeah. Human what yeah yeah and that's
2: why I'm kind of like backpedaling now because I'm like wait I think I I think I interpreted this wrong the first time around right so uh yeah maybe that maybe that might be the case so i could i could see that
0: yeah but okay we can jump back to your tokyo point and I kind of what are you going on there don't too is i i'm really glad you brought that up so early on with like the time period and all that because i think that makes it so much cooler of like kind of going through on all this because i just never thought of the time period and actually understand that this is all kind of actually more centered in the real world and time periods and it all lines up.
1: Yeah, and if you really like that, stay tuned to the Taisho Secret Thea, because it's even oh, more God. of that.
2: Ooh, lovely. I love it.
1: Um but yeah, what I think cheese. it's I think it's really cool. It gave me like um I don't know, it, it, like it it was really cool to see like him in the city just because like, oh, that is this is like realistic stuff and it's like setting it in like uh like this like framework that is real. Like this fantasy thing being merged with the real world. And I think it's really cool and I started noticing like interesting things about like the show like Um, at the very beginning I think it was like the first episode he's wearing these like um these like boots that look like they were made out of like straw and I was thinking about them I was like oh that totally makes sense why he has those because like that's just practical for walking around in the snow and it was snowy on the mountain like like I think like even like little details about some of the stuff they're wearing like you could definitely pick up and go oh that's an interesting thing like and you can kind of tie it to the world which is really cool I think
2: yeah, more more is tied tied to like the, like, the the actual like the the fictitious no non fictitious world. Then like I think we kind of like at the, it, the you have at the initial glance, and then you start actually start picking stuff apart, and you're like, okay, they there's a lot of thought into basically the outfits, how the world like kind of looks, everything like that. So yeah, no.
1: And and I am just gonna shift our topic a little bit because mm-hmm. this is something I, I definitely don't want us to brush over. Uh, Because it's a question I have for you guys. So during that, um, the last fight, the fight that they wrapped up during this episode, how did you like the conclusion of it, of, like, his ability to jump kind of, like, in and out of things, was just him jumping into this swamp world and jumping back out of the swamp world? What would you guys think about that?
2: Like, I just, I, like, I don't know. I took it as, like not so much him doing it or more like the 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 demons like leaving it open I guess and him just taking advantage of that not so much any ability that Tanjiro has you know what no, i mean No no no
1: not not Tanjiro I'm am saying the demon like oh, what the do you demon. what do you think oh, like what do you think of that ability in and itself
2: I thought it was kind of cool like i mean like yeah like it wasn't like spectacular but like i mean we're so early in the series that i think we're supposed to not see like any super crazy power but like this is definitely one that seems like you know, you know, obviously very useful, because they, they use it to their advantage like quite effectively, right? So I thought it was okay. I, I, I had no complaints. with
0: Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, leaves, there's a lot of unanswered questions about it. I mean, is this a world that multiple demons could get into? Was this a world that this demon specifically was able to create, known he could access? And I, I think there's questions about it, but I still think it's cool. I think it was... I the champ, The fact that it was all water... Which is Tanjiro's specialty, I yeah. think, isn't just by coincidence and it's still early on kind of showing how badass he, he is and just more of his abilities in the animation. Um, so I don't I don't know. Why I guess what are you trying to like did you have an issue with this? Did you were you a big fan of it or? Where is this line of questioning coming from?
1: I th- I don't know. Like I just thought it was an interesting conclusion to it because I thought his ability would just be phasing in and out of things. I didn't really think they would take it in the direction of oh no, he just has a pocket dimension There's kind of po- thing. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. like I-, I thought that was like an interesting like pivot that they made. Um, not saying it was bad or anything. I mean I, I think inherently I have a bias towards um water water themed stuff. I just don't like water, like water themed uh like powers or whatever as much um but i thought it was interesting way to kind of spin that and then like i know i thought it was interesting and i think it opens up the fact like it it opens up the possibility for other like demon arts to be really interesting because i i feel like they they took off like any like bars that they set on it right because like now because we see we've seen that i feel like demon blood arts could be anything like they could just be anything and do whatever which i think is really cool I really like how they leave that open.
0: Which that that, that kind of thought process of what are you going through right now reminds me a lot of my hero in the way that like, oh, quirks can be whatever you want. Like you kind of have an idea like a quirk could be this or that, but they always find a way to really... Break your expectations of how a certain quirk would be in that show. So I, that's just I, that's something I know we, we talk about both all the time. But that's just kind of something that reminded me that like, you're coming to the realization that, like, oh, blood demon arts can be anything. And that's the same thought process we've had earlier with quirks that, hey, quirks could be everything and they can break your kind of imagination or what you expect them to be. So mm. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's a, both trademarks are really good things, which makes both shows super unique because you can't really predict what the next blood art in the show is going to be, for example. Like you just know that it's probably gonna be cool and it's gonna be a lot cooler than you expect it to be. So yeah, so then we do kinda of head into Tokyo. We have the whole kind of um interaction between Muzan and the big bad the big bad and Tanjiro for the first time. Um what were you, what are your I mean besides the outfit? I mean he's caught walking around with two humans for a wife and a daughter he casually turns someone into a demon without really much of a second thought. Like, what are your first thoughts of Muzan and the fact that he seems to have a human family?
2: Go ahead, you go ahead, first Dylan. yeah,
1: I, I don't know I think he's a I, I think it's a good setup and it seems like um, I don't want to say a common trope, but like a fairly like common one that like you set up the big bad, and it's like, oh no he's, he just inconspicuous, like, he's amongst everyone else, and I think that's what makes him the most dangerous, like, he's, he's doing all these bad things, but he's getting away with it,
2: yeah, i I'm um, kinda... so I think
1: that's a pretty, pretty big reveal,
2: yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, like, I mean, it is a trope that, I would, yeah, like you said, like, I don't I wouldn't say it's all the time, but it is, it has vis- been visited often, especially in anime, where this, yeah, he can basically roam in, like, wide open, wide, wide open at night, obviously, and nobody really knows and like like you know again he blends right in the guy doesn't have any you know he's not like our last demon who's got like horns he's got he doesn't have fangs and stuff like that he's very well dressed he i mean he's paler than everybody else but that's really about it so i mean like yeah i like i and i think because he looks so normal i think that gives the air of like okay we don't really know how strong this guy is other than what we're hearing in like in like secret you know what i mean like what like you know, with how other demons are reacting to his name and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I guess I agree. It's a trope that I ran into, but again, just with how he was set up the first couple episodes, just how we'd all seen demons. He just seeing him not in flashbacks or anything. just always caught me off guard. Like I just expected him just to kind of, after seeing the first powerful demon, just being a giant blob that shoots arms. Like (laughs) I just expected him to be so untamed. And this is, I don't know, almost like we're Dracula-looking guys. Just really large, overwhelming like, power that just seems to be by looking at him. And just kind of seeing that, yeah, he is a very um, just slim, put-together character that's insuspicious really kind of put me off my guard. I really did like that because it broke my expectation that I put in my head from the first couple of episodes. I feel like, yeah, now that you talk about it, it is a troll, but you do kind of see a lot. So I shouldn't have been that surprised, but the first time through watching it it really did catch me off guard because that's not what i expected the man that created every demon in japan to look like yeah.
1: yeah but if you really think about it you're playing through a video game right you're going up against these big monsters they're huge they're giant final boss same size as you you go oh shit yeah, this is yeah. getting real now <laughs>
2: that's not good yeah
0: that's true yeah because that, that means all the more like if he's a top on if he's on top of everyone and he's so much smaller and all that you know you really can fuck people up but um yeah, so I guess the human wife, the kid, you're, like, you're using that just kind of part of the end, just, um, just being part of the society and all that. You don't really think too much about it. You just think you did a good job of kind of blending in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. he had a lot of years of practice probably.
0: True. I mean, yeah, Joking on, we have no idea how old he is. I mean, if he created demons and demons have been a long round enough for years and years of uh, demon corpse to be there, he's probably a, at least a kind of old guy. Well, I mean, he doesn't look it, but, uh, but yeah. but we can make the assumption um all right anything else from this episode's events i mean so it ended off with the demon um with the human turning the demon that uh muzan did and we'll see kind of the after fact of that um next episode but anything else from before that
2: uh no i like i i really want to give credit to how well they did like the city and the animation and like how just how gorgeous it looks right i think that like the the backdrop on this whole scene is really really nice looking i like i I do want to give a give a shout out to that too
0: all right then i guess with that we will be moving into our topics of the week and side so secret tie show secret not too long after that but i'll start it off with the topic of the week and i just want to know I honestly didn't. We couldn't think of much else for this show. There are udon, not noodles, in it. So my question to you two is, what is your ramen order? Order that you go to.
2: Go ahead, Dylan. Go ahead, buddy.
1: Okay, mine. Um, I I think I think a, a good proper way to judge ramen is you go into a shop and you get just the soyu ramen. You get you you just get the straight up. You see what it tastes like, and if it's good, then you know you're yeah you're at a good place. So that's my usual go to order if I'm mm-hmm. at some place new. Um, but i will say uh, if i go to some place i've been to for a while and i want to change it up i get spicy miso ramen big big fan big fan of spicy stuff so
2: i've i've dabbled with the spicy miso i'm i'm not, I'm not a big spice guy but i have dabbled with spicy miso it's never bad it's always it's always good you've my, d- you've dipped your toes into it i have i've metaphorically have, I've, yeah. metaphorically yeah exactly right uh, my go-to is, and I'm actually, I like, actually I like brought up the, the ramen shop I go to's menu just so I can like read it properly. I did too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I've, I actually, I've, after going here once, I like fell in love with uh Japanese style, uh, fried chicken. Like it is phenomenal. Um, and yeah, it's like my go-to every time. Like, uh, cur- uh oh my God, crispy fried chicken curry ramen is what I will always look for.
1: Ooh, the
0: curry ramen. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I have not had that. That sounds... Oh, my it's God. That sounds really good. It's really
2: good, yeah.
0: And I guess I'm actually not too far off of uh, Dylan. I do... not I do always a step down of their spiciest miso ramen. I do extra pork belly, get the eggs out of there, throw in extra corn, and... um, What else do I... You should put something else in there. I can't... Oh, nori. I put some nori in there as well. And I just destroy it it's so good i've fallen in love with spicy ramen specifically and i can never get enough
2: yeah i've recently been become a big fan of uh having pork and ramen though i might see if i can
0: i've never had like obviously you had the microwave ramen which i eat a lot too but like (laughs) a real ramen shop i don't think i've ever had real ramen without pork in it
1: yeah same i think for the most part pork's always been in it yeah
2: no i like for me it's just like it's always been the chicken and like i'm like I'm as plain as they come, so it's, like, the chicken, the noodles, the, the, uh, the like, the, the curry ramen, and, the, like, that's, like, it. There's nothing else.
0: Can someone explain to me what's the difference? Very quickly, because I know we're getting off topic here. What's the difference between Japanese curry and Indian curry?
1: Um, usually, it's, like, spice. So, like, usually, I'm, I'm different saying... Different types of spices? Yeah. One, it's different types. Or level of spiciness? Uh, both. So, when I say spice, I mean literal spiciness, like a lot of spices and stuff. And uh, Indian uh, curry usually is just different. Like there's a just so many different types. Japanese curry usually refers to one specific type of curry. Like it's it, it it's that like one that's like kind of like that golden brown color. It's it's a little bit sweeter. Hmm.
0: No, I mean it sounds good. I've never had Japanese curry. I always wanted. It's but very. It's guess... very good. Yeah, no, I, I, there's a shop right down the street that I need to go to one of these days after the pandemic is over. um. But I guess with that, yeah, for anyone listening, let us know on Twitter. Let us know uh, um, on the email, any way you guys want. What is your ramen order? What do you, And then if Dylan's actually right about the Japanese curry, because I trust him sometimes, sometimes I don't. So correct him if you need. <laughs> but I think all three of us could use with a couple of new ramen suggestions, too. So if you find something that's really good, let us know. But I'll hand it off to Dylan to wrap up this show.
1: Here's a Taisho secret. When they went to Osakusa, um you can actually see in a lot of scenes um, Ryokaku Tower. It's, it's the big tower in all the scenes. And that was actually a super important thing in Osaka back in the day, because um, it was the first uh, tall building with an elevator in Tokyo. Um, and the whole point of the building is it had tech from around the world because it was like kind of like Tomorrowland almost. So you would go up to the different floors, you would see like all these new technologies from different areas. Um, but it was eventually shut down because it wasn't, you know, up to code or whatever. Um, but in that same area, you can also find Tokyo Skytree Tower, which is another very, very large tower that's very famous in Tokyo.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Where do you, where do you find these facts? Do you? I guess you saw the episode and you recognized it and you did a little research on it, or?
1: Yes, I've done a lot of <laughs> research and I found all you these. You went to things. Reddit, didn't you? I've done yeah, a lot he went to of research. He went to
0: I I am breaking the barrier of this show. All of Dylan's title secrets are just straight up from Reddit. Okay, that
1: that is not a hundred percent true. So, he most of
2: them. He has have had some on his Someone's
1: got to dive into the comments, okay? Someone's got to go in those deep comments.
0: Yep, you're you're you are doing God's work there, Dylan. Good job. <laughs> we we respect everything you're doing. But with that, I think that is a pretty great way to wrap up this episode.
2: Yeah, guys. uh, Tell your friends about our show. uh, You know, whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, hit us with that five-star review. It's super appreciated. Spread the word.
1: And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all the other stuff that we do.
0: But with that, that'll be all for this week's episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. We hope to see you back here next
2: Wednesday.「Me